Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. This is your official Leguizama Rama spoiler warning. I would like to spoil that in eight minutes' time, I have to leave <laughs> to go and pick up our Uber Eats sandwiches. Um, as well as that, I would like to um, inform you that we will be spoiling uh, season three dogs episode of Animals full stop. Um, so if you haven't seen that, uh, then d- I don't listen. I mean, no, listen, listen, listen if you haven't seen it and you don't give a shit. Um, but if you do give a shit and you don't want it spoiled, don't listen. You get what I'm saying? I'm very hungry, which is why I've got to go and pick up those sandwiches. All right, love you, bye. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got plus, I got one leg, and a fucking ticket. Gonna put a little cornstarch on my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mish and Zach's Leguizamarama, a podcast where each week Mish and Zach uh, dive deeper and deeper into the realisation that a man will never stop making fucking stuff. (laughs) We watch everything and anything starring our favourite actor, Mr. John Leguizamo, um, uh, sometimes with a guest. I'm one of those hosts. My name's Zachary Wayne. You might know me from... um, not ordering food <laughs> as a 15-minute delivery time, five minutes before we start recording. I'm joined, as always, by my uh, co-host, Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Time goes out the window when I'm hungry. I thought that it wouldn't take that long. Or I thought it would take us longer mm. to set this up because we're currently recording mm. on a very small table with a very small little podcasting system given to us by a very small friend. <laughs> Alexi's quite No, tall. Alexi's lovely. I, I, you were I just, just on the rhythm of I was of on the small. rhythm of it, you know what I mean? You know. And I did. I fucked it. I fucked up and I do have to go That's pick okay. up our sandwiches. I, I fucked up too. Um, it's been a cross-country journey through Sydney oh. because we are in Sydney. We are. Uh, we just presented a screening of Super Mario Brothers last night at the Ritz Cinema mm. in Randwick. Such a treat. Um, for everyone that didn't come, so sorry you missed it. For everyone was there, so sorry that, you know, we don't do this very often, so it was probably really bad. Um, We're joined by a guest. Took advantage of this Sydney Mm. trip uh, to catch up with a good Sydney friend. (laughs) Um, You're doing the intro. Yeah, I realised at the start I fucked it. I'm so hungry. Um, Yeah, we're joined by, hey, it's the real housewife of Sydney. Thank you. Comedy superstar. Incredible human being and lover of all things TikTok. We're joined by Jen Fricker. Hello. Hello, Welcome Jen. to Sydney. Thank you for having us here. <laughs> You're like, you have the key to Sydney for I us. know every, everybody who's worth <laughs> knowing in this town. I know them. And everyone I don't know is nobody. Um, can we turn your phone alarms on? So then, like, when oh, you yeah. get the notification, it's nice and loud. Because I'm actually stressing for you now. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so I've already gotten the notification that they're on their way. Mm. Um, and they're now currently four minutes away. So Ooh. We had a big adventure this morning. Tell Jen. me about it. So we, um, we, we were Ubering. 
Because we're Ubering because we didn't, we didn't hire a car. No. Mm-hmm. So we're Ubering around Sydney. Um, and, and it's a real cross-country journey. Sydney's like a fucking spread out. What's the out. difference between Sydney and Melbourne? Oh, my God, so <laughs> many differences. Um, <laughs> Melbourne thinks of itself more as like a European city. Yeah. And Sydney thinks of itself more. Do you know, I love the, the, that, like, that comparison. I'm always a mm. fan of that comparison. My favourite one was, when, I think we probably talked about it last time you were on, mm. was when, when I watched uh, Real Housewives of Melbourne. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm. And they would talk about, um, they would be like, Turek is like the Beverly Hills of Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. And it's like, I'll tell you how I know it's not the Beverly Hills of <laughs> Melbourne is that Beverly Hills oh, doesn't, the Beverly Hills doesn't compare Beverly. itself well, yeah, to exactly. anything. For me, it's that Melbourne is desperate to not be Sydney and Sydney just knows that it's better, so it doesn't care. That's the <laughs> that's, vibe I that's get true. between the two. I think it's like two little worms in the mud saying who's the bigger worm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Melbourne is European and um, – um, Sydney is like America. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, no, neither of them. I just feel like they're both real spread out. Like when mm. I first mm. got to Melbourne, everyone's like, it's so easy to get around. Everything's on the tram. It's a grid network. Mm. And then I get the most fucking lost there ever. Like mm. the trains confuse me. I don't know where I'm going. Um, and then I, and also, but then Sydney is obviously like just mm. impossible expanse forever. I think it's, the, I think the issue with Melbourne is it was like, 30 years ago, talking, talking, uh, we're here, we're talking uh, urban planning. <laughs> 30 years ago, Melbourne was right on because it had that central grid and mm. everything spread out from it. And then it's since become as spread out as Sydney, maybe mm. more so. Mm. And they, they, they didn't think it through. Like if you are in one place in Melbourne and you need to get like ten. <gasps> oh, oh my, oh my God. God! I'll be back in like one minute. The best part is uh, how are we gonna. We can't eat a sandwich on I the know, podcast. We can. Uh, yeah. John Leguizarama, Urban Planetama, <laughs> Sandwich Hamarama. Hamarama, Hamarama. But no, this is what I was gonna say: is that it's like in Melbourne. Mm. If you need to get like 10 kilometers east or west, you got to go like all the way into the middle and then all the way out again. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking shit show. You know what I've noticed? What? Melbourne people talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> and Sydney people, you know, they talk like this. Uh, Melbourne people, they're like, <laughs> Sydney people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? You guys are a lot more comfortable in shorts. That is a big difference. That's true. Honestly? I I bumped into Sam Taunton at the gym today. Yeah, right. And uh, like I was like, you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy for you to see me in my gym stuff. Yeah. But honestly, if I'm sure, if I can be vulnerable for a please, second, please be vulnerable. That's what this I is walked all in about. here with my gym clothes on. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to share this part of myself with Mish and Zach. Yeah, and because we're layering up. Yeah, I brought a big. It's coat. like a twenty-seven degree day at least today, and you're wearing like a wool coat. Because I brought this big coat, and we're all, we're we're doing this whole trip on with carry on because we're like we're only here for yeah you know, forty eight hours. So I brought this big wool coat, and uh, <laughs> I've just been walking around Sydney holding a coat because it's so warm. That's crazy. Man, I got my titties out, I got my ass out. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting sunburned on my calves. Mm, I have mm. brought no titty top. I'm back. Mm. Hey, Mish. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for acknowledging I have our sandwiches. Um, just sitting over there. I was trying to get dressed yesterday to do the sh- the showing that we did. At, oh, God, now my phone's oh, on. Oh, well, you've got to give the feedback. Yeah. Are we um, tipping? 
What? Are we tipping on yeah, the Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was great. He made the whole the whole thing real smooth. I was in and out, I reckon, 45 seconds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, man, Sydney Uber drivers, they're like... You know, Melbourne Uber drivers, they're like this. Oh, Sydney Uber drivers are like... <laughs> More like bam, bam, get it done. There are things that I forget every time I come to Sydney. So I've been to Sydney. I come to Sydney like twice a year, mm-hmm. every year for my whole life. I was born here. Um, my family in this here, very town, in this, in this very theatre. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I was born in Sydney. Cool. Uh, and I come like twice a year. Um, but there are things I always forget. One, don't straighten your hair in Sydney because it's so frizzy. The humidity, you'll get Humidity, you. shut the fuck. Mm. And always bring a titty top. Always it's really bring necessary. A titty top. I brought no titty tops. What's a titty top? Yeah, it's oh, a top you get Zach. your titties out. Yeah. Oh, okay. You could turn, you could convert. So, Zach's I wearing wear like t- a shirt. I wear titty tops yeah. in a lot of ways. You're wearing yeah. like a singlet underneath like a, a, sh- a college short sleeve shirt. Yeah. You could get rid of the singlet. And that would be a titty top. And no one That's in Sydney hot. would look at you and be like, be like why's Zach got his titties out? They'd just yeah. be like, hey, man. Hey, brother. <laughs> I literally, hey, brother. Yeah. I got to Sydney and I was wearing all black, all black, um, many layers. And then th- I was just like, There's so many people in colourful shorts. Mm. <laughs> Another thing with Sydney. Well, another something about Sydney. Um, I a couple of times have like walked out of wherever we have been mm. and been like, I'm just going to go and find like something. Usually it's food. So many warehouses. Yeah. Like that sell furniture. Yes. You have a lot of those. Big box. Everything's big well, box. Big box. The... Big box. Wait, what's big box? Just like, well, a big box store very specifically is like an outer suburban big, and that's not what I mean. I just mean like you don't do little shops. Everything's big. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you know what it is. What? It's the decline of Australian manufacturing. Oh. In, and so what's happened is our urban areas have rapidly gentrified over yeah. the last 20, 30 years. And yeah. because they're so close to the <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I really fucking love it here. I genuinely do. Every t- I've, I'm desperate. My partner's got a very boring, like, adult job. Mm. Yeah, um, but he's like always being like sent to different places for work, or the option is there. And I'm so hopeful that he gets one here just for a bit, so that I can come and live here for a little bit. That'd I'd be really, fun. I know, but the asshole doesn't want to. It's very so fun rude. in summer. I will say. Yeah. It's like stupid. It's like everything that every Sydney person will tell you Are about. Are you from Sydney? Yeah, 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 yeah. Born and raised. Although I lived in New Zealand for a bit in Auckland, in South Auckland. But uh, Auckland really is the Sydney of New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, it is so similar to Sydney that I'm like, it is weird. Yeah. It's just like little Sydney. Yeah. It's this progression. Like Sydney is little LA yeah. and Auckland is little, little Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. And what's mm. little Auckland, I wonder? Somewhere in Ooh. Nelson. Uh, Nelson. <laughs> there's a place called Nelson. Imagine if there was like an Antarctic outpost and it was just <laughs> like two Kiwi people just being like, wow, this is really the Auckland of Antarctica. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so you're born and braised. Born and braised. I braised, you were braised here. I braised. Born and braised I sizzle. <laughs> I simmer. That's really Sydney. Yeah, that's so Sydney. People in Sydney, they're. <laughs> so I was braced. In well, Sydney. I used to live. I used to live near Chapel Street, right? Which is which people are, so Chapel Street for those who are not from uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Australia. Chapel Street is the Little Sydney. 
in the way that there's like a Chinatown it, in every. It is specifically Bondi Junction of Melbourne. It yeah. really, truly is I just a like little Sydney. I think there's like three grilled on mm. Chapel Street. <laughs> yeah, legit. There's it's like just three grilled. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like. When I first went to Chapel Street, I was like, this is this is Bondi and specifically mm. Bondi Junction and not Bondi Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Bondi Junction yeah. is twenty minutes up the road from Bondi Beach and mm. it's where people and they people say they're from Bondi, but they're from Bondi Junction. It's yeah. like a gigantic Westfield mm. um and lots of fake tan. Yeah. And um yoga and Pilates studios. Yeah. Mm. And like grilled. That's it. Grilled. Yeah. Or now it's like a poke bowl place, like yeah. a fish bowl or something. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. No, and that's exactly what the vibe is. I think there was an exchange. I believe that there was an exchange at some point and uh, Sydney gave us Chapel Street and we gave Sydney the new town called kind of Inner West. Yeah, small and we just, bars. We just did a little exchange yeah. and we were like, here you <laughs> go. A nice little swap. Um, and, but I lived, in, I lived in Chapel Street and I really liked it. I really liked it and I think I would really like Sydney as well because it's like I don't really do well. I'm like – I. I do better as the Melbourne type in the Sydney yeah. place. That's that whole north side, south side thing of Melbourne, right? That yeah. People from the inner north are like, oh, we'll never cross the river to the south. Yeah. And then people from the south are like, if fucking north people are great. Yeah. Which is so dumb. There are some really nice things south of the river. Yeah. They really are. Like grilled. <laughs> grilled grill. is good. It is That's, good. Grilled is one of those things. I get real pissy about people like, oh, grilled. It's it's a bit overpriced, but it's so yummy. Yeah, Do you know grill. what? Yeah. I feel like we all travel a lot around this beautiful country. Yeah. You know what I'm always happy to see? A grilled. grilled. I love I'll it. I'll always have a lunch in a grilled. Yeah. Grilled in Adelaide? Love it. Yeah. And the thing is with the <laughs> south side of the river – in Melbourne, they don't judge you for eating grilled. No. no. The judgment comes from the north, which is where I am from. I am true north. Yeah. But I will go to the south side to eat a grilled in fucking peace. There's like mm. a lot of people, there's just this idea that like came about in the mid-2000s, like where suddenly there was like Huxterburger. There was like one or two really good American-style burger places. Mm. And just the way that people are, rather than be like, oh, great, this is a great thing to add to the burger mix. They were just like, this is the way a burger is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how it's done. This yeah. is how burgers are done. Mm. And it's just like, did you used to like grill? It's like, I did, but now I know there's another way. And it's like, and then people get so mad. I talk to people, they're like, the bread is too crunchy. <laughs> and it's like, and there's too much lettuce on it. And Do you know what the crazy thing is as well? Is that like, it's all served on a milk bun. Yeah. And my fr- chef friend was telling me all of the milk buns are from one bakery, at least in Sydney anyway. Is so this the, fan- the like the squishy, fancy, squishy, squishy yeah. softy kind of yeah. sweet one? It's like a milk bun. It's from this like Chinese bakery in Sydney and Amazing. they're all oh. the same fucking place. And they're all like, it's a it's a house made like milk bun. It's like, no, it's not. It's from this one bakery that every fucking restaurant <laughs> oh, gets supplied so funny. with. And, and you're all eating the same thing. And it's one of those things, right, where it's like, here's my theory, right? That is the best burger, is like a milk bun sweet sort of thing, if it's done well, mm. right? But if I'm going to a like a middling cafe or a pub, now they're doing that style of burger and they fuck it up. And yeah. it's like they do better with the crunchy and the relish. And you know what? Like bring back normal pub food. Oh, yeah. Oh. Too fucking right. <laughs> Too fucking. 
I'm fucking in the old fucking days. I could get a fucking chicken. No, but for real though, like I go to, do go to, and I'm like, you don't need to do all this for no. me. No, I'm not yeah. looking for like all but of this. A thirty dollar salad. I don't want that. I just want chips and. I think the burgers need to be treated the same way that pizza is treated, in the sense that everyone has their own individual pizza order. There is no like like if I was having like friends over for a dinner, I would not just make a couple of pizzas mm. because it feels like that's disrespectful to my friend's wants and needs mm. because everyone likes something different. I might do a make your own pizza. That's fun. That's that cute. is fun. That's actually f- that's that's fun. That's bonding. Yeah. 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 And I think that burgers are the same. I don't think that – I think burgers are just treated as a – it's a burger. I think everyone has their own individual preferences for burgers. 100%. And therefore should not be treated like a – Everyone's getting the same burger. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 100. I do. It's a homogenous. It's a homogenized homogeneity yeah. of the yeah. burger. Like, taking the veganism out of me for one second, like I wasn't vegan forever. Whatever. Um, I do not enjoy pineapple on a burger. I do not enjoy beetroot on a burger. Yeah. Some mm. people love that shit. Oh, uh, sometimes it hits right. I gotta yeah, say, yeah. absolutely sometimes not. I feel like a wet, myself. sloppy burger. You'd mm. rather kill yourself. I'd rather kill myself than mm. live the way dream. I live. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To be perfectly really honest with you, I would rather kill myself. I would, I would probably go for a pineapple in, in a burger rather than that kind of extreme action. Like okay. if it was, but. yeah, if it was like ending my life or having some pineapple, yeah. a yeah. single slice of pineapple. Yeah. Me personally, I'd choose the pineapple, like, but I respect okay, your yeah, choice. We're just different like people. If, yeah, it was a choice, if it was yeah. a choice between like a burger with a pineapple in it and mm. like no pineapple yeah. in it yeah. or like bacon, yeah. I'd probably choose the no pineapple, yeah, yum. right? Yeah. But when we're like comparing it to like some really extreme things. Yeah. Um, like imagine your parents' faces or something if you weren't alive anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like I would just go, you know what, give me the pineapple burger and <laughs> I'll, I'll eat that. I hear yeah. what you're saying. I've had dark days, yeah. but that's got nothing to do hey. with pineapple on burger. I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. And uh, and as you respect me, I respect you. Yeah, we are just yeah. different people. The yeah. light in me sees yeah. the light in you. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's nice. Thank you. Um, Can we loop back around, though? Yeah. Um, Because we are here for a purpose, and it is to talk about – if you're listening for the first time because you're a Jen Fricker fan. Jen Fricker fan. That's hard. Jen Fricker fan. Imagine if your name was Finn. Finn Fricker fan. Finn Gricker. (laughs) Finn Fricker fan. Finn Fricker fan. That's hard. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear Jen Fricker talk about animals. The kind of the bit with our podcast is – you know the bit at the start of a podcast that goes a bit too long? Mm. That's most of our podcast. Mm. So if you're listening for the first time, we might n- we'll get to it. Mm. But now we're going to talk about pub food. <laughs> oh. Now let's lock in <laughs> for a good 30 minutes. Actually, can I talk about animals for a second? Yeah. Well, mm, yeah. No. Well, we're going to talk about it. It's not, it's not kind of like how I don't want to get into the episode podcast. as such. <laughs> yeah. I just want to mm. say that I did watch the episode. Yes. And and you, so you guys gave me a couple options and I was like, let's watch Animals because I really like it. Mm. Having only watched the first two seasons. Right. And then I watched this episode. I'm like, wow, it really drops off. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, I've not seen season one and two. There was two. a lot there. 
I was like, oh, oh. And then because I was so glowing Read about it in my review. Because uh, I'm ready to talk about this. Uh, okay. That's great. But we will loop back around to um, pub food. Oh, and I want to loop back around to the Fen Fricker fan because yeah, I have yeah, something yeah. to say about that. So we've got Please. Fen fr- So let's just like yeah. make Should a little itinerary. Notes? Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's look some <laughs> we got We got to cover <laughs> Fen Gricker fan. Fen Fricker fan. Fen Fricker fan. We've got to talk about pub food. And then obviously animals. animals. Yeah, but we're going to start with the blurb for animals. Just right. be- yeah, which okay, is a little loosey goosey. Yeah. Animals is an American adult animated comedy television series created by Phil Matteris and Mike Luciano. Each episode tells the story of a different group of animals and features heavily improvised scenes built around that narrative. This week we watched episode two of season three, which the, tells the story of a group of dogs who live in a world with no humans and wanting to have a human is kind of like an addiction. John Leguizamo plays a little dog who had a famous owner. That's very, that was such a good blurb. Mm. Was it? Yeah, I that was really, really good. Really? Oh. Oh my God. Some of it, but you'll never know which. I'll never know. Mm. Here's and the I trick. You write the start of the sentence. Yeah. You write the start of every sentence mm. and then you kind of, it sets you on a path. Yeah, got right. you. Yeah. So um, what do we want to start with? Do we want to start with Fen Fricker Fan? No, I think we we come back to that towards the end. Let's stick with animals or right. on the thing. Okay. Great. But I do want to talk about oh, Fen fasc- Fricker yeah. <laughs> Fascinating that you said it dropped off mm. because I'd never seen the show. I'd never even heard of this show. It was one of the things that Johnny Legs has done that I I kind of have forgotten about and pushed to the back of my like brain. And so when you selected this one, I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then... I loved it. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was so well, funny. Well, you'll really enjoy the first two seasons. That's what oh, I'm right, saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, to, yeah, hear, yeah. to hear, like, oh, it's, it's still not good, as good. But, yeah. like, I just watched this episode and I was like, because this episode is kind of a part two to an episode in the first mm. season as well. Right. Um, yeah. I was, I was following like, it. I yeah. was having a fun time. And I am and I said to me, Still Mish, good. Still good. After I watched it, I said, I'm going to watch season one and two. So I what really, a joy. Yeah. I really like it because it's like they have lots of – it's very like soft boy 2014 mm. to 2018. Yeah. Like uh, there's so many like indie rock people in it and like Run <laughs> yeah. the Jewels are in one episode yeah. and all this stuff. And like it's sad boy it music. Has, it has so many actors in this, that, uh, like voice actors that could very easily have someone say, oh, you don't, you don't know them. Don't exactly. worry about it. It's that. <laughs> if you look at the lineup, I was, I was looking at their names. I was like, I don't really know that name, I don't, but I was looking at their faces. I'm like, oh, it's that person. Oh, it's that person. It is set up so that if someone was to turn to one of the creators they've shown and say, oh, who's that? Be like, oh, don't worry. You don't even know them. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that. It's that cast. So my bo- my boyfriend got me into the show and he was like, oh, I love it. And I'm like, you love it because it's depressed dad music. Like it's just inner mm. west emo music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a show, but then it's also very good. Like so funny. Yeah, I loved the. I loved it. I thought it was so because I don't know these creators. Mm. I don't know what they've done. I don't think they've done anything else really. Yeah. I think they're like advertising dudes who like really? got into comedy. I think that's what happened. I what I, I read a little tiny bit about like the creation of the show. Apparently, they made the first two episodes completely independently. Showed it at either South by Southwest mm. or or um, the other one. The Sundance, or was mm. it one of those two? It did well and then it got picked up for a show. That's all I know. Mm. But um, I love the vibe. I love improv I love that, like, yeah, improv feeling. It's, like, something I, I'm always trying to get into stuff I do mm. where it's, like, even if we wrote it, can we try and make it feel... Like, More overlappy conversational. And conversational. And mumblecore. And it, it's mumblecore animation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of weird because you're, like... 
I don't know because I'm so used to just very mm. broad animation comedy. Mm. And you're then so, these ones, you're yeah, so yeah. right though about that era of like when comedy was kind of cool. Mm. I, I feel like um like I, I was coming up. Like you the, came up in the cool my era. group was coming up yeah. in that era, but we kind of like came old up comedy, but it's mainstreaming in a way. Yeah. I remember because we scream and shout a lot in my in my group, and no. we we yeah, <laughs> and we scream and shout. And I remember when we first started, we were like we weren't screaming and shouting as much in the early days, but we were going like 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 mm. big and and doing that really theatrical thing we do. And I remember being like, should I think we even had a conversation? We we're like, that's not really how people do comedy. Like, oh. like isn't it we meant to be, be more like boys. like chill and like like that's what everyone does? Is I it know weird? more aloof, which is so funny because yeah. it's like <laughs> like <laughs> the idea of like approaching comedy by being like, I don't care. Yeah. It's like why you're still doing comedy. It's yeah, like the exactly. most deeply uncool thing you could do. But yeah. then like there are some comics who are like cared more in their life than the people who say that I don't care. Yeah. But are still at every room, every gig. Yes, totally. I don't even care, I don't even care about this comedy. This is nothing to me. Whatever. I'm just here to say what I say. But they've seen everything. Exactly. They follow everyone. They go to everything. Well, it's hard work. And, yeah. And it's harder. This is the funny thing. It's harder to do all the work and then add a layer of nonchalance like over detachment it. or something oh my yeah. god like yes like that's more ch- that's actually an extra step of work I wasn't in comedy during this period I only kind of got into it about a year after this show finished like 2019 and so I missed all of that but like that kind of like I would have been so bad at that mm. like I, I can't hide how much I, I panic and freak out all the time but that's so interesting it was really like i remember being like oh i don't know if there's a place for screaming and shouting mm. and then we paved the way for screaming and shouting you guys were <laughs> inane, the first to do it inane, ever. for inane bullshit yeah that's so funny <laughs> but uh, yeah it's because so, it was it was so cool and like you said like the indie it's that like it's it's a um the the like the relationship between music and comedy is so funny mm. and like it's this thing because I, my big theory is that is that you know those are the two things that people turn to for like comfort like when they want to mm. switch off their yeah, brain absolutely. they either listen to comedy or music uh, most people and then so what happens is when you do one of those things it becomes your job you can't listen to it to relax so you yeah. really get into the other things yeah. why a lot of p- musicians and comedians fuck <laughs> It's true. Like, it's true we, though. Am I, am I wrong? True. We were literally just yeah, talking we were, about this. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was saying that I dated. I'm like, I like my boyfriend because he's he respects what I do, but he doesn't want to do it. Mm. Because previously, I've dated a lot of musicians mm. who think they can do comedy. Yes, yeah. And then they also get jealous of it because comedy is much more immediate. Like, we do more gigs. Like, an album cycle is this thing that can take like years, yeah. Yeah. and then they only do like maybe ten gigs a year mm. total or something. Whereas like comedians can be out there doing like three gigs a week or whatever four or five and like it's much more like involved with the audience mm. yeah and i just remember i dated like a lot of dudes who were just like yeah i could do that that's yeah. easy yeah yeah what are you talking about you can do what i do and i'm like i literally studied music at yeah. university i could easily do it you know? it's very very funny <laughs> i just like this better and i get paid more <laughs> a throwback to the last time we had jen fricker on actually we mentioned once in that episode about Chef Dick. Oh, and yeah. How yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. special dick. I've taken that with me. I'm like writing really? a show about it. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? I was thinking about it because you know how like everyone got into the bear this year? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my oh, God, yeah, that guy's so dude. fucking hot. Yeah. I'm like, we 
we were on the pulse. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, chef dick is is there and it's real. It's real. It's like, honey, been there. Yeah. But also, and I would I'm sorry be for the to... journey. You're. I'm sorry for the next and five bon years appetit. of your life. <laughs> I would say there's a very particular uh, stage in their career of musician dick. Yeah, I'm not saying like I've never ever been dicked by a very famous musician, right? Mm. But that middling, like, kind yeah. of like where I'm at in comedy musician dick. Yeah. It's a very particular kind of dick. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a hateful one. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's a um, it's a kind of like a soft boy dick. It's absolutely but like a soft boy yeah, dick. it's a, it's and it's it's a bit it's a bit angry and I don't care, but you really do. Frustrated. Like it's that. It's exactly what you were saying before. Like I don't actually give a shit about yeah about my dick, but yeah. it's like but you really do. You, you really put a do. lot of thought into your dick. Yeah. We're all. Anyone who like puts themselves in front of people and asks those people to love them are the bravest, <laughs> people bravest people and the most beautiful, beautiful people in the world. Beautiful, gorgeous people. You give and you give. You give and you give. <laughs> Creativity is the most beautiful gift you can give to the world. You give of yourself. You give it's a so small selfless. <laughs> so selfless. Sorry, what were you actually going to say before um, I said that? Not exactly that. No, it just that it's like you. Have to be like such a fucking egotistical person mm. to do that, and even and a lot of people think, oh, I'm not egotistical. I'm really insecure. It's like you can be insecure and have the biggest ego in the world. Absolutely. Like it's that easy. Like insecurity and ego. Ego does not mean you're fully self. Ego just means you think only of yourself. Yeah. And, and it's like if you are in front of people, do it. Like we all have huge egos. Every single and it's like this thing sometimes where it's like. There's different levels and stuff. It's like we're all fucking big yeah. ego people. Mm. To try and pretend to like not give a shit. Yeah. I, it's such a strange thing. It's like what oh, are absolutely. you doing? You give a shit. Clearly you give a shit. You know like, it's so interesting. It's like uh, fucking unpacking it now. <laughs> I used to be like – because when I first started comedy, I used to like play music and I'd like fully get dressed up and like do my hair and makeup and I'd have like a real thought about like what how I want to present myself and I'd get mm. to the venue early and I'd practice and I was like – and I would really treat it like an actual job. Yeah. And then that was kind of seen as hack. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I – Paired it back where I was like, I'm just going to fucking show up and I'm just going to do my stuff mm. and I'm just going to like vibe it out. And it was laziness is what that was. Mm, mm. But it was also this thing of like, I was like, well, I don't want people to think I'm hack. And mm. so it wasn't actually about me or my process. It was yeah. about like how I didn't, I wanted people to like me. It's that thing of, mm. I always say that to anyone that like, I've said it to you actually, because you're starting to do more rooms and stuff. And thank God I never had to do comedy rooms all that much because I was in a group. Mm. But it's like. It's that thing of it can you see people get sucked in because they think the most important people in the room are like the, the other, other comedians comics, yeah. or the person running the room, and it's just mm. like the people that make it, the people that become successful are the people that they they're polite, they're engaged, they are nice, so they treat friendly, it like a job. But the but the person that's important in that room is the audience, mm. and like oh, I um I bombed for the first. I don't know if I talked about this on the pod. I bombed. Because I haven't been doing um, comedy for very long. And I certainly haven't been doing rooms because I was doing comedy during COVID. <laughs> um, but uh, I bombed for the first time. Like a proper, no one laughed. I couldn't get them. Nothing worked. I was pulling out like, I was working hard. Yeah. But my biggest like, oh, I fucked it, was the other people that I did the room with. Because I'm still so new. There were some people that I've been like, you know, following their comedy for a good few years and I was just so worried that the other comedians were like, she's hack, she's 
uh, uh, coattail rider. She doesn't know yeah. what she's doing. They couldn't have given less of a shit. Like they were just yeah. really like, oh hey man, let's go have a drink. And I was like, I bombed. They're like yeah, let's go have a drink. <laughs> it's not an issue because I feel but- like also the thing is. You can be at any stage of your career yeah. and still have a bomb. Oh, 100%. Like, I feel like, like I did the comedy store last weekend and I would say Wednesday, Friday, I did really, really, really good. Like, Friday is probably one of the best sets I've done in a long time because I took a few months off comedy this year. Mm. And then Saturday, and because I, and so Friday, I was like, I fucking smashed that and got so fucked mm. up. And then I had two shows on Saturday and I was just like in hell. Yeah. <laughs> and then the first set, I absolutely bombed. I absolutely bombed. And I was like, that's so funny. Like I last night mm. I was like, man, I'm going to do a fucking Melbourne show this year. I'm going to smash it. I'm going to the award. And then like Saturday, I was like, I should quit forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Every Why time. did I come back for this? Like, what is this? Um, and I think it's like. I don't know. It's so funny again because you're so right about ego. It's like everyone's trapped in their own yeah. fucking bubble. I will say like Chelsea Peretti, like I saw an interview with her and they had asked her like what would you tell your younger self like signing out in comedy and she's like don't hang out like after the show. Like yeah. just go home. Yeah. She's like getting caught up in all the politics of like hmm. comedians and rooms and shit like that. It doesn't make you a better comedian. Like yeah. doing comedy makes you a better comedian. Like rooms are – and I think that's what people don't understand about – comedy and like like I said I never really had to do it but it's like you rehearse in front of an audience yeah like with stand-up and I like I said I've never done it and that's seen me introduce movies knows I'm not a stand-up yeah. I'm like oh hello I hope you enjoy the movie bye um but it's like it it, it that's where you're rehearsing like that's how you test things that's how mm. you practice and mm. like most other things you do it with collaborators or you do it but with stand-up you're doing it for in like those rooms are so important but it's how do you do it and then not get sucked in and think it's the most important. Yeah. Like it's mm. just – and I think that's it. It's just rocking up, being polite, doing the room, leaving. Yeah. It's so mm. interesting. Like I had coffee with like a young, newer stand-up who's only been doing a couple years and she was like talking about – she's like, she's like, yeah, you know, like I like how you don't feel like you've got to like go do the hard rooms. Like you just do whatever rooms you want to do and I'm like – yeah, I never thought about like hard rooms and soft rooms. I just thought like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do that gig, but I'll do this one yeah. because it pays me more. And like that way I, c- I know I'll have a good t- – like I'm just like I just want to do the gig that makes me feel good. Like yeah. I'm not here to prove anything to anyone. 100%. I, I'm, um, I was talking about this with you the other day. I've just kind of gotten to a point at 34 where it's like I just want to do stuff that makes me happy. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't want to do stuff that makes me unhappy with the hope that in five years' time I'll be happy. Yeah. Mm. I just want to do stuff. And right now doing rooms and doing a bit, it's, it makes me happy. Yeah. I like developing this show. I like the idea that I'm going to tour at some point. I, all that. When I'm stop making, when it stopped making me happy, I'll just go, okay, well, we'll start doing stuff. That ma- it's the same with working with people yeah. I like. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. Yeah. It's like, I think also people need to see it as seasons as well. Mm. Like, like the way that like AFL footballers, some of them have bad seasons and then mm. some of them have good seasons. Oh, that's some so of them, good. And like, I remember someone said that to me really early on because I had this mentality that I had to say yes to everything and constantly been traveling and like you know do like hard rooms or whatever and mm. just like get the shit kicked out of me by like mm. life audiences that I wasn't necessarily right for touring with comedians who like were horrible to me like I just mm. thought like it was earning something mm. yeah and and I remember I had this really bad run at Melbourne one year where like I'd 
sprained my shoulder a day before. I was it was a show I'd written on guitar, so I had to learn oh relearn it on piano like a day before. And then I had a tooth infection in the middle of the season, so oh. the whole season I couldn't talk properly or play my instrument. And I was like, I'm still gonna do. It. And someone was just like, Why? Yeah. Why take the fuck that he like my friend was like. AFL footballers get injured. They take the season off, yeah. like they to get better, to heal, to come back. Like, yeah. why are you tr like? Who are you pushing for here? And I was like, no, it's like about like being integrity and like blah blah. blah. And he's like, no, like mm. you're not gonna have fun. You're gonna get more sick. Like, there's no point. Who that's are you something doing I'm this much for? more like when you talk about seasons. There's something I'm much moving much more towards. It's mm. like with <coughs> with uh, yeah, it's different degrees of stuff, but it's like with with. Auntie Donna, I'm like, you know, I've sort of said to them, I was like, I want to, when we tour, we tour, that's the zone I'm in. I become a live performer, like, mm. I do that. And then when we do something else, I don't want to be doing lots of, like, live shows and lots of yeah. little bits because it's a different kind of zone. It's yeah. a different kind it's of... It's also like, yeah. how do you grow a life outside of comedy if you're always in comedy too? Like, yeah. mm. I want to... It's why I was saying, like, I so I so love that my boyfriend has such a boring exactly, job. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's really... And I was just saying to Jen... But like, he'll get a taste for it, though, and he'll go, oh, you know, I always wanted to... <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's not allowed. He's too old. He's way too old. He's like, you, I see no. you have so much fun, you know, I always wanted to do yeah. a little bit of... <laughs> I was just saying to Jen, what I love is that he is as interested in my job as I am in his, yeah. which is enough to make sure that we're both safe and comfortable, mm. yeah. that we're happy there, and that's all we need. We spend about 20 minutes after work talking about yeah. work, and then that's kind of where it ends because neither of us are like heavily personally invested. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's not your yeah. identity. It's not your whole identity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. I very Also, I would just like to do a very quick side note. We are recording this podcast in a shipping container near the airport. Yeah. <laughs> um, where a drum and bass gig is happening <laughs> right, like, directly outside. So if you do hear some background noise, that's drum what that bass, is. Drum and bass. We're right under airport. the flight path. Yeah. That's so funny. Next to a main road. Yeah. <laughs> We have talked so little about this show. I thought it was great. I love the animals. <laughs> <laughs> I love the improvising tone. Oh. I thought the ending was really funny. And really sweet. Like I just thought it like with that bit where he goes into the simulator where um, it's his owner and he has like a moment with them. It's like obviously like a drug trip that he's going yeah. on, like some sort of weird like K-hole that he falls into. It was really lovely. It made my it little was really heart. sweet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought I really enjoyed it. I really, really liked this. Yeah, I can't I wait. I'm gonna watch recommend. it. Yeah, do this it. It feels like you've mm. given us a little. I mean, we were gonna watch it eventually, mm. but I'm glad we watched it with the context of oh, the rest. Like, because I'm first gonna watch two seasons the show are great. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed them, and it's also like a lot of because you're like oh, talking animals, like not necessarily the freshest idea, but like all the takes are very like different. And, yeah, like, it goes to places that you're like oh, this is like. Really lovely and full of heart, but yeah. also like dark and kind of fucked up. So is it like every like season one is six, say six different episodes of six different animals, and then season two is the six different episodes of those same animals, like oh, or different animals, or yeah. like different, um, like there's one where it's like two squirrels making their way through a fallen tree, mm. and it's like a, it's almost like a disaster zone. So they're trying to find like the other animals wow. that live in the other squirrels that live in the tree, and make sure they're okay, and like get oh. to the other end before the um, trees like. Chopped up into like different segments, so it's like I don't know. It's kind of I must watch. It's this really show. good. Is it, is it interconnected? Good. Is it like are the stories interconnected, or is there? A, yeah. or are they more just like standalone? Some thing? of them are, and then some of them like that episode. This episode with Johnny Legs in is like very 
diff, like just sitting on its own yeah. kind of thing. It does kind of reference this episode in the first season, but you don't need to have seen it. Um, I'm just wondering if Johnny Legs has done any other episodes. No, this oh, is it. That was it. This is it. Yeah, mm. it's a shame. I love it because he's done a lot of some of that. Show, mm. Did a lot of Puss in Boots TV show. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, we nearly we nearly had you watched Puss in Boots. I would I watch that too. Nah, yeah. is, is it more. is it the same animation as Shrek? Like that? No. Well, um, it's it's kind of that. Well, Shrek what cost like a hundred and something million dollars to make, and mm-hmm. this didn't cost. Yeah, that. yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Here's the amount of go for Shrek. Yeah. With uh, thousands instead with of millions. With TV budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Budget. It's very. We talk. We watched it recently. It's very like it sends you back to being a kid watching like the mm. like the Disney ancillary shows. Yeah. You know? But not necessarily in a good I way. I do love that about animals where they don't. Animate the mouths moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. They they do that in oh it's not a comedy. It's called the, a dog's journey home. And it's a really <laughs> sad movie about a dog who's just trying to get back to their owner. Aww. Like Homeward Bound. Oh. Yeah, I reckon I was it's really sweet. I was thinking about the Lion King, you know, the new Lion King. Mm. I reckon if they had just committed to not having the, the lions actually talking. Yes. Even if, if they had gone all the way yeah. and just gone Milo and Otis with it and just had no talking, if it had just been like a Milo nature documentary. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I loved that movie. If they had just gone for that, right? Because mm. people were going to watch that movie regardless, mm. right? And if it, it was just like a nature documentary without talking and the songs were just like soundtrack, that could have been on par with the original, just mm. with that choice. Yeah. Like that could have been an amazing movie. It is crazy that... That Disney movie. is making just live a- action, half animation. Live action, yeah. yeah the li- that like a fully Remakes. animated live action. None movie. of them have it's been that crazy. great. Not, the Pinocchio one, I haven't heard anyone talk about it because I'm like, and that yeah. I feel like makes sense as live action in a way. But mm. then I'm like, do you know? But I also yeah. don't. Say, it's like the new uncanny. It's like the new Polar Express of uncanny valley-ishness. But now it's just like, yeah. I haven't seen know? Mulan. I'd like to see what that's like. But apparently, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. I, none of these live action movies that they've done have really landed. Well, do you know what I my my little theory? Yeah. <laughs> my little theory of it is, is that Disney back in the day would re-release. They had a thing called the Disney Vault. Mm. Getting a little nerdy here, but they had a thing called the Disney Vault, and they would essentially. This is more the DVD video era, but going back, they would once they made a movie, they would re-release it like every seven years or so, almost With a holographic to the point. Cover. <laughs> yeah, um, but even all the way back to the very first movie, back before they had videos, they would do a cinematic release. So like Snow White came out whenever it came out. Mm. Seven years later, they did a re-release. Seven years after that, they did a re-release, mm. and it would become this pattern. The parents would be like, "This was a movie I loved, so I'll bring the kids," and that's why they did the the vault because they wanted to keep that pattern of you can't see it for seven years, then they bring it back. You can't see it, then they bring it back. And my thinking is it's less and less common since DVD and streaming to re-release a movie cinematically. So, Oh yeah. And that's like always been the business of Disney. That's always been the pattern. And that's why, like, there was that run where they were releasing everything 3D. They turned, remember, they made it into 3D. That was like when the cycle came around, they were like, oh, it's the 3D version of mm. Lion King. And that's when they would have just re released it mm. 50 years ago. And that's what I think this is. I don't think they're thinking of these movies as like having any kind of longevity. 
beyond this is how we re-release this story. It's like yeah. the, the Beauty and the Beast live action comes out, makes a billion dollars at the movies, and then we never think about it again back to the cartoon. Yeah. Like that's how I think they're thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. probably. Which is a weird kooky take. It's a weird thing to do. but It's, it's like, very weird. You know, like it's just – it's like part of the – Old one? Mm. I just think that they thought they would take off. The movies? Well, they're making billions of dollars. The live action films? They made Are it. they? Yeah. No oh. one likes them. Though. Lion King made a billion dollars. Like, what the fuck? Lion King made a billion dollars? Something like that, yeah. No that's one so likes them, money. but we've all seen it. <laughs> it's yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> that's, no, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. And, and you go, oh, Same no. with Aladdin. That Aladdin remake was shocking. But it made so much money. Too yeah. much. And yeah. that was a real, on the character actor podcast, the real thing with that was like, that was leading man. You went from Robin Williams yeah. playing the character mm. to to a leading, so you got a leading man there and then the leading man playing the genie and then yeah. a leading woman mm. playing. That's 100%. Which is right. everyone's these like handsome, charming people. It's like, can we get an ugly, funny person yeah. in this film? Yeah, <laughs> bring time. back Fuggo. Like yes. even Jafar is like the hottest motherfucker I've seen in my life. so hot. It's oh like Jafar God. is just like Jafar could play Jafar could play any character Jafar in this Jafar is a cartoon is I more attractive to me Nassim than Aladdin. I love Pedrad as well just as like the funny best friend and again <laughs> yeah. it's like she's literally the hottest fucking woman. Yeah. What are you doing? Everyone like, here auditioned yeah. for the lead. It's like it's like the um, secondary parts and the villains and everything mm. rather than a separate audition process it was mm. the runner up process. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, this hot person went for that character but you, we'll give you Jafar. We'll yeah. give you Jafar, and it's yeah. like, no, put that a fucked up looking lanky, weird British dude in mm. Jafar, you know. Yeah. Like, Kim, where's Tim Curry? Where, who's the Tim Curry of our age? I feel like Timothy Chalamet would have been it if he was funny. Mm. Yeah. But now we like weird looking white dudes. And I now fucking he's love all... Tim Curry so yeah. much. So much. I know I've talked about this on the yeah. pod 100%, but I fucking mm. love him so much. So we've got a couple of things to cover before we yeah. wrap up this podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, first up, we got the notes, but I think we'll yeah. remember it. Um, fan, fan, fan Fricker. So the Fan Fricker <laughs> fan, Yes. Yeah. that made me remember something. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a thing on TikTok. <laughs> I've probably sent it to you at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that uh, it was like something that is a defining – a person defines himself by which is just really annoying. Um, and mine is I'm really, really good at tongue twisters and I tell people I'm good at them way too often. Wow. Like I think I see it as like a character trait and I hate it about myself, but I do. I'm really proud of my ability mm. to do a tongue twister. Yeah, I, I, now that I think about it, I don't think I catch you fl- flubbing words very often. Like I, I, Oh, I, I flub. But if I'm thinking about it, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm told do not flub, I will not flub. But I don't think have you always been a tongue twister person? Like as a kid, <laughs> were you into them as well? I was always good at them. Yeah. Like whenever we did, because I did theatre and stuff. Yeah. And people would always be like, "Warm up, you've got to do a tongue twister." And people would always like, like stumble. They'd be like, "She sells, she sells." Oh no! I'd be like, mm, "Fuck you!" And I would do it. Watch how it's done. And but idiots. no one was ever impressed. Really, it was just like, okay, so Mish can talk. Mm. But I'm just really good. That's impressive. I just wanted to no. let you all know that I'm yeah. really good at tongue twisters. Part of the challenge of like becoming uh, like doing what you do as a job is it stops being like a quirk. Like mm. I think about the fact that when I was a kid, I was good at accents, right? Yeah. Like I was good at accents in the sense that like, you know, I could 
do a little Irish accent, do it, and like to everyone in the fucking working class mm. towns of Latrobe Valley, we're just like, oh, that's pretty good. Mm. I've just I'm digging up coal all day. I come home, I listen to my boys <laughs> speaking with an Irish accent. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. And then, not that my family were digging the coal. <laughs> they, 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 you know, it's the engineers yeah, that make the machines that yes. dig the coal. Um, and then, and and then it's like. That's all good until you then have to be professionally good at the accent. Mm. Until you're like, until yeah. not only does your American accent, it's, your American accent isn't to impress Australians. It's because you're sending a self-tape to Americans and they have to Ugh. believe that you're from America Ugh. to even consider what yeah. you're doing. I, it's a whole different fucking beast, you know? Yeah. I was the same. I used to think because I grew up, playing a lot of instruments and that like helps you with accents and stuff like that and so I used to think I was really good at accents and then I auditioned for you know that Julia Roberts George Clooney movie that got shot here that just came out so I auditioned for like the best friend and it was awful like I did I did and I was with I was reading with because it was like right in the middle of Sydney lockdown and I was reading with my housemate who was not like an actor yeah, person. Yeah, that's always right. And she'd be like, why are you talking like that? Like she just was like, would not give me anything. Like she'd be like, oh, it was just like, you know, she was helping me out, but also she was giving me absolutely fucking nothing and just looking at me like, why are you talking like that? Yeah. And oh being God. like, and so I ended up just doing it in an Australian accent because I felt too self-conscious to like, mm. Send an American accent. But I used to think my American accent was so good. And now I'm like, I'll never do it again. I Yeah, I get really – sometimes I think I have like one strategy I've always wanted to do but I've never had the like guts to do it. It's always do a slightly different accent Mm. to whoever I think is going to be watching that Mm. video. Mm. So like just be like, I'm going to decide this character is Canadian because they won't quite be able to pick up on like, yeah. <laughs> or I'm just going to decide that this character is South South African because like, but like, yeah, because I'm, it's, it's, it's really nerve wracking when you're doing an accent for people that speak oh, that accent. Yeah. Petrifying. It's a whole different Because there's nothing more cringe. It's like when Americans try and do Australian accents and you're like, this yeah. is, I've never heard a good one. It's, and that's, that's my thing is like, I'm now what I say if someone's like, oh, I used to be good at accents, it's like, now I am, but I need like two or three days yeah. and I need to like mm. work on it. Like Lock I actually in. need to be like an actor that like sits down and like does, mm. and it's like, that's not fun. That's not like a fun party <laughs> trick yeah, yeah. anymore. No. Like, yeah. If I just do an accent, I'm terrible. But Oh, I'm so shocking. Hard. I'm shocking at accents. But I'm pretty good. But then when you get a Scottish person being like, ha ha, that's not yeah. how we speak. It's like, yeah, it's not, but... Everyone else everyone in the world thinks it's all right. Latrobe Valley thinks he's fucking wrong. <laughs> he thinks it's all right. Next point we were going to talk yes. about uh, was pub was food. Other. You wanted to talk about pub, pub food. food. And you're just saying that you don't like that they don't do pub food anymore. I just think here's what it is, right? Yeah. We're in a time now where we're spoiled for choice. Mm. Yeah. What I think is people, businesses, um, <laughs> this is so weird that I'm like getting it. on a fucking soapbox fine, about it. No, you don't I love need it. to be this everything to no everyone. That's what I'm saying. To this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get on your soapbox. Yeah. You don't need to be everything to everyone. Mm. Agree. I think just do what you do well. The best, the best pub menu is like seven choices. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, 100%. And it's like, I think it's so true because it's like, they're like, and this is what I was saying about two the milk buns. Mm. Yeah, two dessert Oh, options. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was saying about the milk bun thing where they're like, oh, the, the fucking burger place down the road's mm. doing milk bun. We got to do milk bun. No, 
Because if I want a burger place down the road, I would have gone to burger place. Exactly. Do a parmesan. If you're going to do a burger. A parmy, a fish and chips, a pie, a salad. And if you're going to do a burger, if you're going to do a burger, a crunchy bread roll with like a kilo of meat. Like if (laughs) you're not even getting chips and gravy right, don't fucking get me on some kind of Thai green curry shit you've got going too. I don't trust you on either. Uh, Yeah. And what are you going to do? Like why? You're not going to do it well. I remember I got a salad once at a pub and it was like a pulled pork salad and I was like, oh, I wonder how they'll do this. It's like, oh, they've. Just they put, put pulled, pork. pulled pork on lettuce. Oh. Yeah. I was just like, why did you do it? Yeah. You don't know how to do this. You don't need to do this. No one asked me. Like, why did I order this? I'm that literally was... ingesting poison. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the pub and if you need to adjust the menu, I want someone to roll their eyes at me. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to be able to be like, can I get the burger, but can you take the tomato off? And for the person who is serving me to roll their eyes and go, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or, or, or. If you ask, can you take the tomato off? They're like, yeah, that's fine because there's fucking four things on that plate. Mm. We'll just take it off. Mm. Not If they're like, oh, no, it's complicated because we've tried to put frizzle dizzle on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The tomato's actually been grated into the fucking, don't grate my food at the pub. Yeah. Because you don't know how. Don't emulsify. It's actually you emulsified. You don't know how to do it. It's emulsified. <laughs> yeah. What's that? That's At cool. a pub? At a pub? I've been watching Chef's Table too. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. You don't know how to oh, do it. Have you watched the fucking Chef's Table pizza? No, it's not like yet. I'm so excited. Thing. Okay. Oh, okay. It's not, it's be not good. good. It's oh, okay, like, then I won't watch it. Because I watched the first episode. I was like, fuck yeah, a whole Chef's Table thing on pizza. Watched the first episode. And it's literally just like this guy being like, uh, the pressure they got to me, man. Everybody was asking me like, Make the best pizza in the, the country, and I was doing it, and the pressure just got to me. And then you like expect the next mm. bit to be like, so, and then I got into drugs, and then I blah blah, blah and then my redemption. Mm. It's like, but then it was fine, and I kept <laughs> making pizza. And then everyone, it's always like this guy just being like, everyone's like, I guess the secret to his pizza is mm. like fresh ingredients. That's it. The it's whole my time. Favorite. Yeah, that's very annoying. It's like, have you seen the smokehouse one though? The one yeah. with smoke meat. That's incredible. The best thing I've ever seen. So that's and I'm, I don't eat meat, and that is the best fucking oh. thing I've ever seen. Because are you talking about that whole season? That whole season. But I do love oh. the com- the comparison between those that that one opens with like that old lady that gets up at three a.m. and just shovels mm. like coal and charges mm. ten bucks for like everything. Oh, I love her. And then the next episode is just a bunch of Sydney critics being like, we were so excited for the man from Europe to come to our city. Yeah. <laughs> like just like yeah. we have so much cringe about our culture. And when he came we said we'll pay you anything and we'll give you all the hats you need. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, chill out, guys. It's all good. (laughs) Do we have any final thoughts about Animals Full Stop, the episode titled Dogs from Season 3? No, look, I I loved it. I loved loved it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. You know what I like it? I like there was a bit of a meta-narrative between Johnny Legs and the famous owner of the character he played. Because it was like that Which we can reveal as we did that excellent spoiler warning at the top. Yeah. His owner is Steve Buscemi. Which is funny because it's funny as well because it's like that joke would have worked if his owner was John Leguizamo. Yes. Yeah. Would have even been that. And because yeah. he talks about, like, he's a really great character actor. He's yeah. very, like, you know, effective in very mm. small roles. Yeah, yeah, and he's great with, like, and he was in the whole Adam Sandler running through. Yeah, yeah very I funny that was as funny. Well. I love when comedy talks about comedy, and it's such a balancing mm. act. One of my favourite jokes ever, I've talked about it here, is 
there was an episode of uh, Bob's Burgers where he imagined what it would be like because he's a small mm. business owner, where he imagined what it would be like to um, <laughs> to work in an office mm. and it was just um, people talking about Borat. <laughs> he's like, hey, my wife. He's like, oh, that's so good. Uh, I love Borat. <laughs> that's what he imagined. I was like, that's perfect. Like a, perfect. a well-placed comedy show reference to a comedy thing. Love it. I'm in my um, uh, voiceover era. Era of Jean of Jean Leguizamo, I'm really enjoying his voiceover stuff at the moment, yeah. um, and so I really fucking loved this. He I did, a great he did voice. such a yeah. good voice, especially coming off the back of Puss in Boots, where I feel like that was like he was just he wasn't. I don't think he even read the whole script. I honestly have a feeling with Puss in Boots, he just went, "Oh, these are my lines. You want me to say in a French accent? Okay, blah 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 blah." Bye. It was literally there for about two hours, maybe. Yeah. Whereas with this, I feel like he read it, went, this is fucking funny. I'm going to do something real good. And for that reason, I'm going to give it three and a half Leguistamos. Fantastic. Mm. Um, three and a half. Yeah, that's how leguizamo I felt this episode was. It was three and a half very solid Leguistamos. I'm going to have to go with four Leguistamos okay. for all the same reasons as you. I have a real joy when it's John Leguizamo having fun, having yes. a good time, yeah. doing something because it's a cool project not necessarily because he has to. Mm. I really enjoy that. I then really, really enjoy it when that energy is being shepherded by people who care. Oh, so yeah. he's having a fun time, but then they, they're doing good work with his fun. Yeah. Uh, and that's why oh, I that's give this so well four Leguistamos. Yes. So well put. We respect yeah, the so Leguistamos. We respect that. I, was, I really respect that. Jen? Uh, I, I'm going to uh, agree with you, Mish, and give it uh, three and a half Leguistamos. I think... You know, that means I won. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Just so you know, I won. Um, I, I think that um, he—he's only probably in it for five minutes, but it is very—he oh. brings so much flavor to it. So much. It, it's like the um, Judy Dench as uh, Elizabeth One. Exactly. In, in, uh, uh, Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I because I literally watched a TikTok on Judy Dench winning an Oscar for five minutes. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yes, I think uh, I love the meta element to it. I think also uh, oftentimes I find actors, like screen actors, are mm. bad at voiceover. Yeah, mm. so, he is a voiceover but artist. But he's that's, a very good voiceover artist yeah. as well as being a very good real live action. I think if he were to write a bio for himself, I think he's past writing bios for himself, mm. but if he were to, the list of John Leguizamo is a... And it would be an actor, a voice artist. writer, and voice mm. artist would be in his little list, his yes, little yes, comma yes. list. It wouldn't be number one. No. It'd be two or three. But it's in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Jen, do you have anything yeah, you want to, to promote, plug? <laughs> plug to our three listeners? Who, Gosh. You're more fa- famous than this podcast. No. So, so you don't really no, I've need to. I've fallen off. I, mean, I really don't <laughs> think you guys get oh, it. I, I really that, have I nothing going under- on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you understand exactly how few people listen to this. <laughs> we make an effort to. My mum is more popular so, than this podcast. <laughs> we, we go, oh, it's doing a little too well. Let's yeah. uh, let's uh, uh, make this a bit of shit for a few months. <laughs> I honestly have nothing to plug. I'm not doing a show next year. Nice. I'm not touring i'm just gonna do my silly little things that i'm doing what's your tiktok uh my tiktok is jen frigga it's terrible oh it's so but jen Jen frigga jen just know this like as you're watching jen on tiktok 
Jen has excellent taste in TikToks. Oh, really? Yeah, you send me the best TikToks Oh, we ever. really do. Yeah, I, I'm much more a watcher than a – Jen and I send each other. duet with them. Both of you should just duet what? with your fave TikToks. Jen and I – Become no. like a, you know – Reactions person. Yeah, just do that. Give that. We said Jen and I send each other so many TikToks that neither of us really fully comprehended that this is the first time we've ever yeah. seen each other in the flesh. <gasps> we talk to each other Get so often. So often. Like – I speak to Jen more than many members of my family. Yeah. <laughs> about TikTok. Like I told my boyfriend today, I'm like, I'm going on Zach and Mish's podcast today. He's like, who? And I'm like, Zach and Mish, you idiot. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know them. Like, who are these yeah. people? And I was like, oh, that's right. Because you're not in my phone. Like, where I <laughs> yeah. you don't live in my phone. To these people. You and don't I never, live in my phone. Yeah. Because I talk to you yeah. guys so much about TikToks yeah. and Legit. just like insane cringe content. Both of you should just duet all your five TikToks and that can be what you do for TikTok is just um, really share your fave TikTok. I, got, I, I got, don't want to give these people the rage. I got no, way too actually, mad. Absolutely. And it's yeah. mean. It's mean some of the things we share. Yeah. So oh, this I got, is a sad little person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for anyone listening, it's not like mean as in like, oh, fuck this person we know is being cringe. It's usually just like, Thirst trap men, stuff. Thirst, thirst trap. trap yeah. Men trying to approximate what the female gaze is and mm. truly missing it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also – I don't really make too many con- uh, TikToks because I made about five in the space of a week and none of them did well and I fucking lost it. I was like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah. And, mm. and then I stopped making them. See, love I love that. it because love no one sees you, them. Honey. Yeah. Yeah. Like I used to have a Twitter account and it was – followed by no one and I didn't follow anyone but I would write on it every day and it was just me pretending to be a crab with a, crab with a dominant claw and I would just react to news and be like writing with and be like I wrote this with my dominant claw and then I would write the other tweet and be like this is not with my dominant claw but here's what I think about this yeah, new. and then it was like this is the most freeing thing ever and then I deleted it after six yeah, months I am um, no there's a we, we uh, uh, Auntie Donna did a secret show once and we made an Instagram for the fake group we were in. So Did I funny. go to that show? Uh, possibly. I don't know. It was a terrible mm. show. And people thought it was a test show. No, nah, I think I'll leave it because yeah. it's because I very occasionally, like because I'm a full crazy person, very occasionally I'll just do a post from that account, which is just this like sketch group that did two shows Oh, at yes, Festival. I remember this. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And like just like occasionally I'll just do a post because I've imagined they've sort of split off now. They have never officially broke mm. up. So like recently they – like they just did a post a few months ago where they were just promoting one of the members was in a community theatre production of a Rogers and Hammerstein show. And I'll just do that. And that's for no one because no one follows the account. Great. And I just – because I, I the joy yeah. of, of shouting into the void. Yeah. <laughs> the nothing. So you know what's – okay, this is kind of a dark flip on it, but I feel like there's something funny in it. So <laughs> so my, my cousin died. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like 10 years ago or something. Uh, 15 years ago. So he has like a Facebook memorial page and yeah. he died while he's like shooting a skateboard documentary. He was going around Australia shooting this like group of longboarders and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's this like memorial page that's set up and, and what happens after people die, like in there's like a memorial page, there's like people like always like leave posts and leave photos, but then over the years, like it kind of drops off and stuff. Yeah. And then some people will go like every year and they'll like write like a little memorial, like on the anniversary of a birthday or whatever. And like, but it kind of drops off. But the thing is like, it was the memorial page. It's like me, the admins are like me, my uncle, um, and then, like, some of his friends and some of them are starting to use it to, like, promote their skateboarding stuff. Oh. 
Oh, God. And, like, there's been a whole thing where my uncle just, like, had to quietly delete them off the page because, like, delete them off admin and delete them off oh, the page Jesus. because, like, it was very, and like... you can't just delete the memorial page, can you? Of course like, not. No, you can't delete a memorial But, like, page. to go from, like, oh, like, Anton snatched too soon, like, you were doing what you loved and, like, making films about, like, a sport you love and then it's, like... Hey guys, <laughs> we're actually having a skateboard jam down the park this afternoon. Oh if anyone wants to God. come down, and you're just like, whoa, like that's, that's so not funny. the vibe. That's very. That's it's funny though. It's funny. It is funny. It's I'll very funny. It's I love. Funny. I love it. Like that's a dark. Mm. And I think an appropriate place to end the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> On that incredibly so sorry. No, don't note. be. This is what this is, baby. Yeah. We talk about it's shouting fine. into the void. That's what this podcast it's is. Absolutely, yeah. It's absolutely shouting into the void. 100%. Um, thank you so much for coming. You are one of our favourite guests. The best. Uh, I love you we guys. love you. You ride the roller coaster of um, tangents that is this podcast yeah. better than you anyone. You get it, man. You get I it. I get it, man. I'm so glad that you guys are going to watch Animals. Oh, I feel yes. like so I don't know anyone who's watched it. Well, so excited. Next time you're on talking about whatever you talk about, mm. if, if you'll come back on, we'll talk about animals as well. Great. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Let's Jen, put a pin in it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Thanks Jen. for having me. Um, Tom, can you take us out with some dog barking, but just make it fun? Yeah. <laughs> we only asked Tom to do stuff that Wait, doesn't... Wait, sample me. Sample put... me, Tom. Ready? Raw. Oh, great. Thank you. He'll love that. We um, only ask Tom to do things that are royalty-free just out of fear that we'll get sued sometimes. So um, dogs barking and you doing that, we're totally in the clear. Oh, that's not a dog. No, that's good. It's a wolf. You can work with that, Tom. A a wolf is a dog. A wolf is a dog. Thank you so much, Tom. We love you. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.